excited to have on the Ask Box episode five today, my friend Molly from back in the day on Tumblr, and we're going to be talking about Inception. We are, allegedly. <laughs> yeah. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, so I am in Baltimore, Maryland, East Coast. What up? Uh, I'm currently studying media production. I'm about to get my certificate and go into video editing. So I am basically exactly the kind of person, I guess, that you would expect to find, like, on a podcast talking about the early days of Tumblr, I suppose, because media is basically what I do. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, So when did you first join Tumblr and why? So I know you and I think Sam talked about this in episode one about the exodus uh, from LiveJournal. I was Uh part of that as well. Um, Basically, that was where I used to kind of spend my time online, as it were. And then it started, you know, slowing down when all the content creators and everyone was jumping ship, which I, I still don't know exactly what the reason for that was, uh, or like what it was that prompted that kind of exodus. But Apparently, it was the thing to do at the time, so I kind of went over and wasn't really sure what I was doing on Tumblr at first. Uh, This was in spring of 2010 or summer of 2010, something like Uh that. Yeah. Um, I was just actually... Yeah, so I I think I was just kind of, like, just lurking in tags and, like, reblogging pictures of, like, hot celebrities that I was into at the time, but not really, like, using it... uh, kind of as a way to like meet people in fandom or like wasn't really sure how to go about doing that right um it didn't seem very like self-explanatory at first it was kind of one of those things where you just yeah ended up on it and kind of just were clicking on things not really sure what you were doing but like oh there's pretty pictures and people are Uh making pretty graphics and stuff so I mean yeah it's kind of hypnotic (laughs) I mean it doesn't really matter what you're interested in I think when you first joined Tumblr even if you're not part of a fandom or whatever you just sort of get sucked in you know the endless the endless material just being in your face like that yeah it really was endless I was especially like when you compare it to today like how slow my dash is these Uh days oh yeah and yeah and like listening to this podcast I was like wow like it really did used to be just like content all the time like every time you refreshed like what's up with that I mean it feels like tumblr now is probably what live journal was like when you joined tumblr you know yeah right after everyone yeah 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 but um yeah so I, I did that for I don't know maybe like a few months I wasn't really like using it consistently uh-huh. when I first joined I didn't like there wasn't really any appeal in it for me yet to be on it that constantly yeah what was your um, what was your first username oh god I don't remember honestly I th- it was <laughs> I know it had something to do with like this uh this lost crack video that I was like obsessed <laughs> You remember, like, back in the old days on YouTube, yeah. I don't know, maybe this was, like, before your time, but, like, when people would, like, dub over episodes of stuff with, like, their own, you know, comedic dialogue or whatever, oh, I think and, like, most of the time little... it wasn't even... Yeah. What's up? That was, like, a little before <laughs> time... my time. Yeah, and, like, it wasn't even funny, but, like, we were, like, 15 and thought it was funny, um... <laughs> So yeah, it was like probably one of those. Um, mm-hmm. I honestly can't remember it. I, I probably changed my URL like a lot in the early days as well. 
that was a I feel like that thing. was a thing that was a lot more common then yeah because as opposed to like now when it's like a brand that you have now that you have to maintain I think you know? that's that's very true I think back then also like not everything was taken so you could just change it <laughs> and if you thought of something it was probably available as compared to today right, when yeah. it's like well yeah number that's a really great point you don't want to change your username because it's your brand and it's how people identify you but also if you wanted to change it like everything is taken <laughs> exactly um so you joined in spring 2010 that's around when I joined as well um do you remember mm-hmm. when when that year did inception the movie come out Inception came out in the summer. It's like uh-huh. end of July. Uh-huh. And then I still, I didn't really like get involved in the fandom until like I was back at school and actually had like more free time, weirdly enough, because I was like working a full time job that summer and didn't really have like a lot of time to be online. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like I went back to school and it was also a time in my life when, like, I didn't really know what I was doing in school and, like, was not motivated to, like, go to my classes and pay attention. Uh-huh. So I ended up, like, uh, spending a lot more of my time online probably than I should have. But it all it all worked out. Right. So, <laughs> but over the summer, you know, when you did go online, did you, did you notice the fandom, like, starting to pop up? Did, like, did it, like, no, intrigue you at I all? Don't- I don't exactly remember, like, how I got drawn into it at first, but, like, it definitely wasn't soon after watching the film. I didn't understand Inception the first time I watched it. (laughs) I was one of those people who, like, went and saw it in the theater and was like, I don't know what is happening, and then had to, I think I ended up seeing it, like, maybe two or three times in theaters, and, like, by the third time, I was like okay, like, this is, you know, the best movie ever made, and, like, if you uh-huh. don't understand it, you're just dumb. <laughs> yeah. So for, for <laughs> listeners that somehow escaped this movie when it was out, or maybe were even too young for it, uh, what is Inception about, if you can? Oh, God. So Inception uh, is this, it's, I don't know, like, what exactly genre you would classify. Like, it's kind of sci-fi. It's like a thriller. Like, Kind of yeah, like there's like the, movie. There's, there's thriller elements to it with like, like so the so the main character is Leonardo DiCaprio, um, mm-hmm. plays this guy called Cobb, and it's based around this technology of dream sharing, which is like basically you there's like this machine they invented, and you can hook multiple people up to it, and then like one person in the group is the dreamer, and you basically it sedates you, and you all go under, and you're in this person's dream. And they're figuring out ways to kind of use this technology for all different sorts of things like espionage and, you know, stealing corporate secrets and things yeah, like, like that. Yeah, it's essentially um, a heist movie. Yeah, yeah, it is a heist movie. Yeah, they, thank like, you They, for, they, they for get the team that. together, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, everyone has their role and you've right. got the, the forger and the architect and the point man. And, uh-huh. you know, and so, yeah, it, it really is kind of like a a buddy heist movie in that mm. way almost um but there there are some like thriller aspects to it too with he's being haunted by his dead wife who he keeps seeing her in the dreams uh-huh. and all that stuff yeah so yeah if for anyone listening who you know doesn't know what inception is now you know and it yeah it's it's fairly cerebral but at the same time it you can just sit back and watch and sort of take what you want from it so it was like it was a very popular movie that year um, mm-hmm. but then there was this sort of huge thing on Tumblr that 
you know, revolved around aspects of the movie that maybe were not the marketed ones. Yeah, like like the shipping. Well, yeah, yeah, and the and the character relationships, which essentially is what anything yeah. is about. Yeah, right, right. It's like when will content creators learn? Like we don't care about action; we just want the characters to talk to each other. Well, that's um, an interesting but- point. I was you might I, I was tweeting about this last night. Maybe you saw it, but I was sort of like you know the platonic ideal of a fan work is very different than the platonic ideal of a work in that a work as it exists, Mm -hmm. it it gives you things to build off of in the fan work. So you wouldn't want to watch a movie that's just like, I mean, maybe you would, but it wouldn't be a blockbuster if the characters were just sort of like staring at each other and talking about their feelings and then like touching each other and then like pulling away and then talking some more. No, that's what the fan work is for that, you know, takes those relationships that exist in like a thriller or a heist movie or a sci-fi movie or whatever. And it brings them into a different context for a different kind of enjoyment, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I did not see you tweeting about this. Oh, um, wow. But I'm, I'm yeah. glad I brought it up. Yeah, I was because I was, I was thinking about there. it. Um, so, so going back to Inception, what was, I mean, I know, but tell me, what was the main ship? So Arthur Eames was the big ship of the Inception fandom, which I actually did not ship. Um upon get I Arthur and Cobb was the pairing that I kind of first noticed Mm -hmm. when I watched the movie um and this is even like it this is Eames played by Tom Hardy and played by Edward Thomas Hardy yes (laughs) of MySpace fame (laughs) (laughs) and then Arthur was uh Arthur played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt uh-huh Oh yeah, yes, MySpace. Uh, who I also became obsessed with, and like it was one of those things where I saw him in Inception, and then like went and watched his whole filmography, or right. maybe not his whole filmography, but like a lot of it, right? Because um, that was kind of how I consumed content at the time was like by latching onto a certain actor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. What was but, at yeah, the? So, what was at the center of the Arthur Eames relationship that people really grabbed onto? I I think. It was just the amount of, like, backstory that obviously existed between these two characters, but is only ever really, like, hinted at in the movie. Mm-hmm. Because the first, so the first time Eames is mentioned in the movie, um, we, ha- we haven't, like, met him on screen yet. Cobb says something about, like, oh, I'm gonna go, you know, find Eames and get him on the team. And Arthur, like, right away is like, oh, Eames, he's in Mombasa. Like, what do you need him for? So it's, like, first of all, like, why do you immediately know where he is when, Uh like, you guys apparently haven't, like, seen him in years? Um, And then it's, like, why, like, he to just, like, have the, like, the knee-jerk reaction to Eames' name coming up that he did, I guess. And then the same thing happens when Cobb finds Eames and he's, like, oh, me and Arthur are putting a team together. And right away, Eames is, like, oh, Arthur, still working with that stick in the mud, huh? So, like, right away, (laughs) before they're even on screen together... It's like, obviously, there's already some kind of history between these two characters, like some kind of tension or friction that we, we never, it's never really explained in the movie. Right. Like um, a lot of Like things. what exactly their past was there. So I think, obviously, that's, there's a lot of like material for people to explore. And people, you know, did go off and write uh, these, you know, fan fiction about, you know, what their lives were like before we meet them in the movie and how they got to the point where we meet them in the movie. Um, there was a really big one, which if you were in the fandom at the time, um, Prescavu, you know about it, written by Rage Prufak, which is um, basically looking at their past in the military when like the dream sharing technology was being developed. And it became like this huge, epic kind of like con that Eames was running on Arthur, basically, but then they like end up falling in love. Right. And it's, you know, so super dramatic and all this stuff. 
Um, but yeah, so I mean, it, it's I, I think it's just like the kind that kind of relationship that like fandom is naturally going to gravitate towards. Because as you said, there's so much um, to explore like about the relationship rather yeah. than w- which which fandom, you know, wants to do in in fic and things like that, rather than focusing on, you know, the actual plot of the movie, because like, who cares? Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> like, literally, like, who cares? <laughs> and who cares about Leo DiCaprio, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, like, he's canceled now anyway, since he's like dating 18 year olds. Yeah. But- we don't need also, to get into all that. I mean, from what I remember from the movie, his character was, like, pretty boring. It's like, oh, you got a dead wife, you know, whatever. Like, I feel like even, like, Alan Page's character was so much more interesting than, than he was. Oh, yeah. Killian yeah. Murphy's and character Al- was more interesting than he was. <laughs> oh, Ken Watanabe's character was more interesting. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, and so something that I think is interesting about Inception is that it's such a visual movie um, how do you think that mm-hmm. visuality lended itself to being really popular on Tumblr? The visuality? Oh man, I don't know. You're asking me like these hard questions. <laughs> well, just because like I, I, I remember- came on here ready to talk about like the memes and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, well, maybe maybe I'll just say what I thought, which is that it's yeah. It's, no, please. Go it's ahead. such an interesting. It's such a visually interesting movie, and Tumblr as a platform at that time was so focused on sort of like people being very very creative with their graphics and with their gifts and like you know keeping the gifts under the limit and like mm-hmm. making the graphics as high quality as possible and so there was so much creativity I think to be had in the raw material of that movie in particular just because of the art direction and the special effects and stuff like that I mean I'm sure there were people in the fandom like producing that kind of visual work I don't think it was like the parts of the fandom that I was involved oh, in interesting. um that was like happening in fic like the creative stuff was like in fic and then we got on tumblr like to share silly memes and like make jokes about it (laughs) what i mean i what what were some of your favorite inception memes of the time um so the i think the one that is like still a classic today the first one i thought of was um the scene with Cobb played by uh, leonardo dicaprio and then killian murphy's character whose name is escaping me at the moment um yeah, i should have rewatched the movie before <laughs> you did this but that's Cute. okay Cute. but when they're they're in the dream and they first meet in the dream at the bar uh-huh. and uh Cobb is like explaining like dream sharing and stuff to him and there's like this part where he leans in and squints at him <laughs> that like people just screen capped and were like putting all kinds of different it was so it was like a three it was like a three yeah, panel yeah. meme it was oh one of those God. things yeah I know I, you know what I'm talking I'm like about dying but right for now. Anyone, I just remember this <laughs> you just remembered this I hadn't thought about this, this meme. like haunt Oh my god! This meme haunts me to this day, but it's, like I will go, I, I will iconic. go periods where I'll forget, I'll forget about it for a little while, and then something will remind oh me, god. and then I'll just be like, "That is the best meme the Inception I, ever did." I'm, I'm sorry, I'm remembering the one where he like, it like he blows in his face. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> blow in my eyes, and then like. <laughs> And this is like going to be so incomprehensible for anybody who hasn't seen this meme, but it's oh, so I know. funny. There's and oh, then there's the God. other one where he's like, um, Killian Murphy's like, "There's a dog behind you," and it's like one of those, like, you know, like the kind of dog Jenna Marbles has, where it's like that little like like greyhound type yeah. with like real like almost bald, uh-huh. and they make like those little alien faces. Uh-huh. So he's there's like one of those, and cops like, "Oh, what does the dog?" Or uh, he's like, "What does the dog look like?" And then he just like does the squinty face at it. It's like it's so funny. 
Oh my god. Oh man. I, I and I think so that was a good one. That's a good one. That's also a meme that wouldn't really propagate today because it was such of that macro impact font culture that yeah, existed on Tumblr yeah. at the time that was like, you know, it's a completely different way about thinking about what a meme is. It's like a reproducible image format. That's what it was then, you know. Yeah. And exploitable right. as 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 they are as they are called. That one yeah, some it. some kind of template right. where you can just fill it in, and and I, you deal you do still see that on Tumblr today to an extent, like with the expanding brain meme and yeah. all that, where people can just kind of fill in whatever text they want. But I do think it was something that was a lot more pre- uh, prevalent uh, back in yeah. back in the early days. I would say it's more like a sure. comic strip than the type of memes you see today, where if you have text on it, yeah. it's probably like labeling the parts of the image to be like me, this thing, yeah, this, like that's right. that's a more common exploitable than like. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Oh man, that was a funny one. What about uh you you mentioned Tom Hardy of MySpace. <laughs> what was that relationship? What what was his relationship to MySpace? I, I love this story. So so people discovered Tom Hardy's old MySpace, which I guess was like still active, even though I don't think he was like still actively using it uh-huh. at, by the time the movie came out. I think this was like him back in, you know, mid two thousands or whatever. Uh-huh. But it was just like all these like like thirst trap photos like before the term thirst trap was even used but like those say you know like selfie overhead angle like shirtless looking down at his abs Mm -hmm. sometimes he has like sunglasses on it's inside it's nighttime (laughs) like whatever there was this one where he uh took a picture in his apartment and there was like a palm behind him, like a plant, like a potted palm. Yeah. And it looked like the leaves were coming out of his head. And in the caption, he wrote, not my hair. It is a palm XX. <laughs> he put XXs in all his captions too. And that one like really took off, especially in like my circle. Oh yeah. Like, and, like anything. And I was living in Florida at the time. So then it became my role when I was like out and about to like take pictures of palm trees and then, like, come back and post them and be like, not my hair. It is a palm, XX. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so pure. So, I love that. And then there was something about he, like, rescued a cat. Yes, the cat. When he was filming. This actually, this story came back on Tumblr for some reason, like, a couple years ago. I don't know what Tom Hardy was doing. Oh, probably Mad Max. It was after Mad Max oh, came yeah, out, yeah. I guess. And there was kind of that Tom Hardy renaissance on Tumblr. With like, And people were discovering his MySpace for the first time. Oh, and wow. those of us who you know, experienced the Inception days were like, oh, you sweet summer children. Like, <laughs> We've been through all this, but we can bring it back up again. No, it was this story about a cat. He was filming something in Romania. This cat followed him back to his hotel. And he wrote up this huge, like, multiple page. And, like, the way he writes, it's, like, no line breaks, like, no punctuation or paragraph breaks. It's, like, this block of text Mm -hmm. about this story about him finding this cat. And there were just, like, all these, you know, little quotable bits about, like, in there when he's, like, he follows me around talking in Romanian. I'm, like, mate, I speak English. I don't know what the fuck you're on about. And, and like he took, and basically like ended up finding a home for this stray cat that he rescued. And so he's, yeah, he's a very, very sweet guy. That's, that's amazing. Um, Um, so something that I like about this era of Tumblr is that Inception included, it was kind of like before franchises took over the site. 
movie franchises in particular. Mm. And mm, 2010 yeah. was this year, 2010 and 2011 were sort of these years where like the, the, the film fixations were like these sort of like standalone movies. Like I kind of lump Inception mm-hmm. and the Social Network together in that way. I was hoping you were going to bring up the Social yeah. Network because I did want to talk about that too. But continue, no, please, please. I mean, that's that's just sort of like, you know, this was before... I guess, I mean, I, I guess the MCU existed at that point, but like, I don't think it really blew up on Tumblr uh, until the Winter Soldier. And it was before the new Star Wars yeah. movies. And it was I, this, the time we're talking about is like before the Marvel crossovers were even real. They hadn't released the first Avengers yeah, yet. That's, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was, still, it was still just the standalone Marvel movies. Yeah. Wait, 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 2010, what had come out at that point? Like Iron Man and like Thor, the first Iron, Iron Man, Man and Thor. Yeah, Jesus. I, I, think, I think the first Captain America didn't come out till 2011. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, around that time. So, yeah, like M- MCU really wasn't no. even like a thing totally. at all. So the- I mean, there were Marvel fans who knew the comics. Exactly. But- so yeah, the movies that people, you know, took these ships from and and engaged in these fan practices on Tumblr were like these sort of standalone movies, which I think is really interesting because it's I guess you know, maybe it still happens today, but there there's such a dominance and a preponderance of like franchise mm-hmm. obsession. Well, yeah, and I'm sure some of that has to do with like the fact that there's just more material, yeah. you know, for people to to gravitate towards like versus a standalone movie where like it kind of comes out and it's like, okay, now it's done. And of course, you know, that like the actors aren't, you know, still going out and doing press for it really like once the movie is already out. So it's it kind of falls onto the fandom to, you know, keep it going right. and Sometimes it'll, you know, go for a few months and like sometimes it'll burn out after a few weeks. Um, and other times it's Inst- eternal. Inception really was one of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> other times. Yeah. But yeah, Inception really was one of those ones that kind of kept going for months and months and months um, after after it came out. And even after anyone kind of in pop culture, you know, as, uh, in a bigger sense was like even still talking about it, like people had moved on. Yeah, but I think it's it's the elements of the movie that make itself available to that kind of obsession that do that that continue its sort of spirit, you know, yeah, past when pop culture has mm-hmm. sort of been like, all right, it's it's done, it's over, there's not going to be a sequel. Yeah. And fan of kind of yeah, fills that gap. So, how many how many people do you think were in, you know, your side of that community? Was it small? Was it medium-sized? Oh, uh, let me, I mean, like, maybe a dozen or so, Mm -hmm. a couple, a couple dozen people, maybe, I don't, there's only a couple of them that I still, you know, remain in contact with to this day, we kind of all, you know, branched off into, like, different, different interests. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's at, at its high point, I would say, like, like, probably a couple dozen. Yeah. And what were the? I know you mentioned that one that one fic, but what were the sort of main fan works that that were created sort of around this time that you remember everybody sort of like being a fan of on their own? Uh there there were a lot of AUs. Uh-huh. Um, there was this one coffee shop AU because I think this was also at the point when like coffee shop AUs as a concept hadn't really like been overdone yet. Mm-hmm. Or like hadn't, I guess the the market wasn't as saturated with <laughs> right, them, right. so to speak. Um, 
But, like, yeah, like, coffee shop AUs weren't, uh, there was, I, I can't remember. Oh, no, it was called um, The Only Living Boy in New York. Uh-huh. I, uh, I remember the Simon and Garfunkel quote. And it was, uh, it was Arthur Eames, because that was, you know, the big ship. And it was, Arthur is, like, you know, this, this obsessive, like, hardworking lawyer who, you know, has devoted his entire life to his career and, like, has no life outside of his work. And then Eames runs the coffee shop that just opened across from his office. And, like, he ends up, you know, going in for coffee and, like, keeps coming back. Oh, and classic. <laughs> I mean, like, it's, classic. you know, it's, it's the coffee well, shop yeah. you. Like, I don't, I don't need to tell you the plot. You already know the plot. Uh-huh. Like it's it's that trope, Absolutely. right? But it but it was like very well done and it was very sweet. And there was this uh eventually Eames finds out that like Arthur's a really good baker and he can make like really good pastries mm-hmm. and stuff. And Eames is like totally shocked by this revelation and there's this line he has that a friend of mine and I still quote to this day about the fr- this brownie that he eats and he's like Arthur I would marry this brownie. I would take this brownie on lavish exotic vacations. And it's like, of all the things to stick with me, like, for 10 years, like, why do I still remember this line from this coffee shop AU about Inception? (laughs) That, like, I, to the point where I can still quote it. You know, it's just, like, one of those things. So, um... That's, that's one I really remember. And there were a lot of AUs. Yeah, because I, I think... As you said, like, the movie is, like, very cerebral and, like, heavy, and I don't think fandom was, like, really interested in exploring that part of it as much. I mean, like, it's nice, but in order to, like, sit down and write about that, you kind of have to, like, devote yourself to it and, you know, actually, like, put the work in and, like, do some research (laughs) about, like, you know, other things, like, you know, how the military was at the time or, like, whatever, stuff like that. We're like, we don't care. Like give us give us the sweet like coffee shop romance. Yeah, you know yeah, what I absolutely. mean. Like that's that's what we're here um, for. I know that Inception was sort of this controversial movie because people were like, "I don't get it. What does the ending mean?" You know, blah blah blah. What what did you think? You know, the ending meant? Did you even care? So I think I I, I do I do think it was a new thing um, for people to kind of encounter a movie where it's like it doesn't you know neatly resolve itself at the Uh end and it kind of wants people to have like different takes on it I think that was also something that kept people talking about it for as long as they did because it wasn't you know something that was very clear-cut and there was a lot of room for like people to say like well this is my theory about what really happened and like this is you know my theory and whatever Mm -hmm. um I do think I do I do think it doesn't matter to a certain extent I think like the decision uh, obviously, the last shot of the movie, you've got the iconic last shot of the top yeah. that's spinning. Um, and again, for anyone who might not know what Inception is, the top, the point of this top that he has is he spins it. And if he's in a dream, it'll keep spinning and spinning and it'll never fall over because, you know, reality doesn't have the same rules. Um, and so the very last shot, he thinks he's gotten, you know, back home to his family who I, who he hasn't seen his children in years. And he's really scared that this might be a dream and not actually happening. So he spins the top. But then he sees his children and he just like walks away and like doesn't even pay attention. And the top keeps on spinning. You kind of see it wobble a little bit like maybe it's going to fall over. And then it's like, boom, roll credits. So we never actually find out like, was the top going to fall? Was it just going to keep spinning? Uh Is he actually home? Is he just dreaming? Like, we don't know. Um, But I do think like the decision to, you know, deliberately, deliberately uh, cut it off like that. Mm um was you know kind of Christopher Nolan's way of saying yeah it really doesn't matter 
you know, if, if it's real or not, the point is that he, you know, he's with his children right. again. Um, so even like, even if it is a dream, even if it's not real, like, who are you to tell him that, you know, his happiness it's because his happiness was real. Right. right. His, you know, his joy at seeing his children again was real. So, you know, that's, that's just like my take yeah. on it. I, like, I know. I like that. And, and many people <laughs> had many takes. Oh, I'm, yeah. sh- I'm sure the takes were, were coming hot and heavy. Um, so yeah, in your, in your position as a member of this sort of, you know, relatively small crew within the larger Inception fandom, were you creating a lot of content or was it mainly just conversational and informal? I was not really creating content at the time. Um, I mean, I was definitely participating in the meme circulation and Mm -hmm. all that, but I wasn't like going out and writing fic or making graphics, anything Mm -hmm. like that. This was also, uh at a point in, like, my fandom life when, like, I hadn't really gotten, like, Tumblr was the thing that got me into making GIFs and, like, learned how to use Photoshop and things Uh like that, but it didn't, it didn't come quite at that point. Like, Inception wasn't uh, what motivated me to, like, finally pirate Photoshop and, and start, like, making GIFs. Because the other thing is there was so much content out there already that like I don't think I felt the need to like create any of my own I, when I was like oh like so many other people are making things I can you know just sit back and like reblog stuff and have a fun time like talking about funny memes without having to put like as much effort into creating things myself yeah yeah so absolutely. that's just me. <clears throat> so there were other people sort of in that in in your area that that played the role of of providing the the stuff to reblog yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you wanted to talk about the social network. Was that sort of occurring simultaneously with Inception for it you? It was. It was. Um, so social network, I think, I can't remember when it came out because I don't think I saw it in I think theaters. it was in, it was like it in was, September of that year. Was, I'm doing yeah. a whole episode next week on it, by the way. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this is a good warm up then. Absolutely. <laughs> But yeah, it it came out a couple months after, I think, like sometime. Well, but because the thing was um, when the 2011 Oscars rolled around. I was just going to say, I was there was like a war. Oh my goodness. The Oscars that year. All this like, uh, like, yeah, war, I guess, essentially, even though like I I didn't really partake in that because I was a fan of like both movies. Like I loved The Social Mm -hmm. Network. Um, but like people felt very, very strongly, uh, they were both up for best picture, which is like surprisingly enough. Like I look back now and I'm like, Inception got nominated for best picture, even though like at the time (laughs) I was like, this is the best movie ever made. Um, but, and and neither of them got it. It ended up going to the King's speech. Um, Which is so funny because both the social network and Inception have lingered in the public consciousness far longer and more impactfully than the King's speech has ever done. And I think people knew at that time that maybe that's why they gave it to it i i don't know it was ridiculous i remember being so outraged yeah but it was it was so funny because like before the awards happened you know it's just this constant like arguing back and forth about like you know which like which movie deserved it more and then afterwards when like king's speech wins it's like now everyone can kind of you know turn around and then you know direct their anger at king's speech instead of being you know (laughs) fighting each other we can all come together against our common enemy but yeah it was and that was also kind of my first experience of like award show season on tumblr oh um, yeah which i i had i never really participated in in award show culture um prior to that other than the one time return of the king got you know 12 oscars or whatever it was in 2003 
Um, yeah. What was I mean, and the atmosphere was crazy during that award season. I think because of the social network and Inception, and they both had like these very charismatic casts. Yes, what did the yes. Inception and cast get up to? Those antics. What was the Inception cast getting up to? Oh man, honestly, I was like, I was probably more focused on uh, Jesse Eisenberg and what Jesse Eisenberg and Andrew Garfield were doing. Yeah, um, they were. I like if you had to talk in terms of like which cast was, like, right. more appealing and, like, which cast members had, like, that chemistry that fandom gravitates towards. I think, like, social network cast kind of wins that one hands down. Oh, absolutely. Um, but it's interesting <laughs> because then because then you have to look at the, the content of the movies and social network as a movie, people have managed to find spaces in the canon for it, even though, like, logically it shouldn't allow for it. Um, but Inception has a much more open canon, I think, that, 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 you know, created more space for for exploration for relationship stuff. And so yeah, and is, is based the other on thing life. with Inception that you don't really see as much in other fandoms um, at the time or today was like all the multi shipping that was going on and oh, different people. Really? Yeah, yeah, because like all there were so many different combinations of characters that you could like Arthur Eames was the big one. But like uh -huh. I said, the first time I watched the movie, like Arthur Eames didn't even occur to me. I was focused on Arthur and Cobb. And uh -huh. then there's like Cobb and Ariadne, Ellen Page's character, which is like funny because now we know Ellen Page is a lesbian. Uh -huh. um, but like at the time she hadn't come out yet. And so like and I mean, she's playing a character anyway, like right. her yeah. her personal sexuality, you know, doesn't necessarily affect that. But, the, you know, it, I think it does affect, like, how people view her character, like, would view mm -hmm. her character or think about it or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, and then people were shipping um, Cobb and Saito was a big one. Leo and <laughs> Ken Watanabe's characters. Uh -huh. um, that was a big one because it's, like, he went all the way to Limbo to save him when Saito was stuck there. He, like, right. he could, it's, like, Cobb could have left, but he made the choice to stay behind and, like, go uh -huh. find him when they were old men and oh, say, yeah. you know, come back with me. We'll be young men together again like excuse me what so that was a big one um, oh, I, didn't, I didn't even and, know that yeah oh well you're you're learning something new I'm now learning <laughs> did people but, ship yeah, so, um did people ship killian murphy with uh cobb um probably i think cobb got kind of shipped with everyone i think cobb and arthur were kind of like the the bicycles of that fandom right. to an extent well wow, and Eames too a little bit in a while <laughs> fandom bicycle fandom bicycle yeah just dusted off my little encyclopedia of <laughs> old school old school fandom terms of there lingo, yeah um it's so interesting yeah because tom hardy went on to do mad max which sort of gave him a renaissance on on tumblr joseph gordon levitt like never did like a tumblr movie again did he people loved so, but him People love But he was on Tumblr. He, he oh, had yeah. a Tumblr account. Yeah. Uh, Hit Record right. Joe. Um, and he he would like post little videos and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I think I, I, I did follow him. Um, I don't, I, I, I can't like for the life of me recall like what his actual content was now. I think he just kind of got on every once in a while. Yeah, um, well, that w those were the <laughs> days when Tumblr was a social network like any other that people would just mm -hmm. make accounts on to post, like a Twitter or an Instagram, instead of being, you know, as it was early on and as it resumed being after its decline, which is simply a fandom space and a space for community. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, celebrities would make Tumblrs and like kind of like 
post on them, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Because that was just a place to post. Yeah, I I know you just did a Glee episode. Uh, Diana Agron had a Tumblr. I followed her, too. I had a huge huge crush on her, yeah. Um, Oh, I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did not get a chance to listen to the Glee episode. I meant to do that uh, before, but I I didn't have time to. I'm sure it's good. It's really good. I'm I'm gonna probably the thing about this podcast is I'm probably gonna do multiple episodes for the same fandom just so I can get you know different perspective. But but that's a really good one. Um, so you know, going back to Inception, you know, when when did it start to disperse? When did it start to fade out? How long did it take for people to start to filter away to to other fandoms? I think uh, the Oscars helped to keep it going, like, into 2011, because there was, you know, all the anticipation of, like, you know, the awards and who's going to win and, like, that uh-huh. stuff. So I think probably after the Oscars is when people kind of started to move on to other things because there, like, there wasn't anything to look forward to uh, uh-huh. still. And, like, obviously, like, people were still making content and sharing fic and memes and all that kind of stuff, but um, that was... I, th- I think yeah that after after the Oscars was probably the point when yeah. it started to break up a little more. Did people did did a lot of people go to the same place after that? Um, like find new things to to get assessed with together, or, or or was it was there like a separation? Um, there was a bit of a separation in my circle. Uh, a lot of the people I met through Inception. Um, were Supernatural fans at the time. I, th- I think, like, Supernatural had come back on, like, in the spring. Um, after mm-hmm. so Oscars were in, like, January or February or whatever, and then, like, there was uh, a season that was airing. Um, and I had not previously been into that at all. I knew of Supernatural, um, uh-huh. but the that I knew about it were not good. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was, like, one of those things where, like, that, because that fandom had a reputation for being, like, especially crazy, like, even by oh, yeah. fandom standards at the oh, time. Yeah. Um, and so I had always, like, kind of stayed away for it, from it and never, like, really knew anyone who was into it. But now these people that I met through Inception, who I'm, like, really good friends with, I find out are, like, Supernatural fans. I'm like, wait a minute. I thought, like, all Supernatural fans were, like, batshit and like into you know like weird things and had like no sense of boundaries or like respect for the you know but you guys seem like normal um so it was a, it was, a learning I, moment I, for you right yeah you know I, I was expanding my horizons uh at this uh-huh. time so yeah so they they then kind of talked me into like getting into supernatural so that was like what I jumped to just by virtue of like who I was associated with uh in the Inception fandom and like what their yeah. prior interests were. Yeah. Um, but um, I don't, I don't think there was like, uh, I, I don't know. I don't think it, there was like one fandom that kind of everyone j- carried over to naturally, um, which does happen sometimes. Like right. when a show ends and like people, you know, will say like, Oh, fans of this show that just ended or whatever. Like, if you like that, like you should check out this. And then like everyone will hop onto this new thing because it had like a cu- like, you know, a couple things in common or whatever. Right. right. Um, um, as kind of like a starting point to get them into. Do you think that, you know, something that I've talked about on the show is that in the early days of Tumblr, everyone was pretty young and had just come from other sites and, and made this migration. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that in the Inception fandom was one of people's sort of first fandoms or oh, at least no. first fandoms that they participated in, in that Mm-mm. sense? Mm-mm. Oh, really? No. 
Yeah, so it's the age thing is funny. Um, I was I was almost nineteen years old, like when uh-huh. I was getting into. I was eight. I was eighteen when I signed up. Almost nineteen. My birthday was in the fall, so like mm-hmm. I, when I was like you know starting to use Tumblr consistently, um, and most of the people I. I was friends with were like kind of around that same age like so oh, definitely like later teens yeah so it was a little bit of an older fandom compared to some of the other communities on the site at that time yeah yeah it's it was really interesting for me listening to you and Sam talk about the Doctor Who fandom and like how you know everyone was like 12 and 13 I'm like that yeah. wasn't my experience at all I um, mean maybe because Inception was just like a more like adult movie I don't know Maybe I don't I don't know either. Um, but no, I, a lot of us had had you know previous like fandom experiences. Um, uh-huh. And like coming coming from Live Journal for me, I I remember the last big fandom I was in was uh, the Star Trek when the the first reboot movie came out in two thousand nine. Um, that was like a huge, you know, I was in like these different Star Trek communities on Live Journal, and, you know, we like hosted this like meetup in DC where we all went and met up at the movie theater to like uh-huh. watch the movie and then like go out for uh, dinner afterwards and stuff like that. Um, and that was like my first big kind of like real life fandom meetup, um, outside of like conventions and things like that. So. Yeah, so it's it was it was definitely not my first time to the fandom rodeo, so to speak, and I think the same was true for a lot of the people um, that I was friends with in those days. Did you were you still on Live Journal at that point? At all like was there Inception stuff happening over there that you were aware of? Um, not that I was aware of. I think like Live Journal, um, kind of around that time, was more like being used for sharing fic and things like that. Yeah. Um, and Delicious, that was another um, site, uh, right. like, a, like a bookmarking site um, uh-huh. for fix and stuff. So uh, there was still some of that, but I wasn't really like joining any like live journal communities like based around Inception or anything like that. Um, they might have been out there. I wasn't really looking for them on live journal at that point. It, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, tum- Tumblr, I had, I had kind of made made the switch by then. Yeah. Um, you know, it lasted maybe less than a year, but it seemed like at its height, the activity was, was pretty intense. Yeah. In inception. It inspired a lot of, a lot of, yeah, I, yeah, about, about half a year, probably like came out in July. Oscars were the next year in February. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's like six, seven months. I yeah, can't I, do math. I think for I'm an for, art major. <laughs> <laughs> for a standalone movie that, you know, probably had no intention of becoming a, a fandom you know, center, I think that's pretty mm-hmm. impressive. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think any, you know, anyone goes out to make a movie, like, thinking about, like, you know, will the, will the fans on Tumblr be into this? I don't know. Maybe they well, maybe do now. now they do. Maybe, maybe now, now they, do. they do. Certainly not back then. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think that's, it's an interesting point, because I think now, I mean, maybe moving forward as people sort of grow up and out of, we're already seeing like Tumblr pop stars. I think Tumblr major mm-hmm. film directors are the next, is going to be the next step. Well, and and I I think like the, like uh, celebrities just have more of an awareness of Tumblr and like these online communities that exist and like, mm-hmm. like they, they, they kind of know uh, what to expect from right. us now. I right. feel like as, as I don't really remember when, like that happened like when they started becoming aware like 
like that Tumblr was, you know, this this online place where where right. teenagers would kind of get together and where where it became and... <laughs> synonymous with a certain type of obsessive fandom. I would imagine that yes. it was probably around 2012. I don't know why that yes. because it it built up through the years prior to that and and sort of peaked 2012, 2013 and and yeah. has diminished and since I re- then. I remember it was such a big deal for us when we realized that like they were aware of us and like yeah. they knew what we were doing and like it really freaked us out. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and now I think like we're kind of more used to it. But I, I just remember like it was it being a really like big shocking thing at the time to suddenly realize like, wait, like they they read our posts about like shipping and stuff. Like now like people are asking actors and interviewers if they know what shipping is and we're like, wait, that's like our, you know, dirty little secret. Like you're not supposed to like go, you know, on TV yeah. and ask them questions about this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think that I mean and, and and it's not something that can really be reversed. I think the relationship between fans and creators and and actors has definitely changed over the past 10 years, you know, influenced oh, yeah. to one degree or another by by Tumblr and by those communities and and the, the visibility of those communities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. So if 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 you could take away anything from from your time in the Inception fan, I mean, how does it how did it change you like as a fan? As a fan, um I I don't know. I mean, it it this is a this is a tough question. <laughs> Did it give you like certain expectations or or certain things that you started to look for in in, in new in new things to enjoy, or, or new communities to be a part of? Mm, I don't. I don't know really. I don't. <laughs> okay. I I That's feel okay. like this is a really boring answer to that question because. But I I. I, nothing's coming to mind oh, no, that, fine. you know, that changed for me, like with Inception. Yeah. Um, I mean, like the, the people that I met through it, you know, I've, like I said, I'm still like really good friends with some of them today. Um, but in terms of like how it affected how I interact with fandom or like consume media or anything like that, I don't think, cause like I said, I had already been right, you know, right. participating in fandom and consuming media, like for a long time, like pretty much like my starting my preteen years I'm now you know like 18 years old by the time Inception comes out so I had been doing this oh for yeah a while. you're, you're um, <laughs> you've been around the block well I mean yeah it, it, it I, I was it was a little now that I'm thinking about it okay it's to go back to like age and fandom a little bit I don't I don't know if this is like relevant to your question really but uh-huh. it's something I just thought about because it was um kind of my first time uh, being in a fandom where I was kind of like the same age as the other people. Like when I was in fandom coming up on live journal, um, it was a lot of, like my early days was like anime, uh-huh. um, like Yu Yu Hakusho, Inuyasha, Yu-Gi-Oh, like all that stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and most of those fans were like older women who I was like interacting with. Uh-huh back in those days and it didn't strike me as like weird at the time that I'm like 13 years old and talking to these like women in their 20s and 30s mm-hmm. um sometimes you know about like adult topics that I probably should not have been like talking with these people about right um and then like for me to like kind of go from that to now like suddenly I'm like the same age as people and then like now at this point in my life you know, being on Tumblr and, you know, like, oh, wait, everyone's younger than me now. <laughs> um, so I, it, there was like that kind of a shift, I guess. Um, 
in and in terms of like yeah I don't know just just how I how I related to the like the people around me in fandom and realizing suddenly like oh like wait I have to be the adult now yeah um, that's I mean that's a big that's a big change I think that's something that a lot of fandom people experience you know moving through these through these different spaces um yeah yeah well thank you so much Molly for for talking to me about Inception it was really awesome yeah yeah thank you I I hopefully I had you know some entertaining things to say for people <laughs> The Ask Box theme song is full screen by Adult Mob. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and you should. Next week, as promised, we'll be talking about the social network. It's going to be fun. Still-